Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I need to give a trigger warning for story number two, as it briefly mentions rape and murder. It doesn't go into great detail, but it does still talk about it. So I just wanted to mention that for anyone wanting to avoid stories like that. All that being said, if you're all ready, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always, stay hungry. I was 19 when this happened. I'm a female if that matters. I live in the UK and it was 2018 beginning of May, just before that awful soupy heat was here to stick around. I was working late and I had made it home around 10.30 p.m. I decided that I wanted some snacks and something more exciting for dinner than just pasta. So I headed to Tesco at about 11 p.m., which is just over a mile up the road. I had been doing this for years without ever coming close to the fright that I felt on this day. I had gone to the cash machine the day before too, and therefore I had around 160 pounds on my person. My mom was borrowing her dad's car at the time. He loved this car, and my mom was pretty protective of it since it was her dad's, and it was also parked outside of the gates, but still on the driveway. It's a double driveway, so the cars can park bumper to bumper, but there's big double gates in between. I was making a bit of noise getting my bike out from the shed, so I didn't hear it at first. Then there it was, singing. I frowned. It sounded close. I opened the gate and got my bike through safely. The singing was turning into shouting, and then quite obviously a drunk slurring of words. I snapped my head to the left, and sure enough, a man about 25 years of age leaning up against said car. It was honestly quite jarring to see him that close. I was on the other side of the car luckily, but I hopped on my bike and sped the hell out of there. I pulled out my phone and I rung my stepmom, telling her all about the guy leaning up against the car and how he seemed drunk. Now, it wasn't really out of the ordinary to come across drunk people when there was just a pub over up the road especially, but also we're extremely close to the town center and this was a Saturday night. I asked her to just let mom know and she can sort it out if she wants. I was still on the phone when I pulled up to a roundabout that I would have had to cross over to get where I was going, so I do just that. I pull up and stop, look to my right for vehicles, and that's when I see something out of the corner of my eye. I almost dropped my phone because there was absolutely nowhere for this man to have come from, and he didn't make a single sound. He was on a bike too, which is the first thing that I noticed. He looked to be around my height six foot, though he could have been taller. He was mostly sat down. His eyes, skin, and hair were all dark, as well as the clothes he was wearing. So it was hard to get a good judge of age since it was completely dark out too. I would say that he looked around early to mid-twenties. In typical British fashion, I then said, You alright? And I did that stupid smile thing you do to strangers. Do you live close to here? His voice was a bit quiet, but other than that, it was ordinary. My stomach was doing somersaults. Yeah, not too far. Why? 
Of course, I was about 90 seconds from my house on my bike. Less if I put some effort into it. I frowned, not really sure what was happening. Oh, well, you just look lost. That's all. I frowned even harder because I certainly didn't look lost. I mean, I was clearly on the phone, having a conversation that had nothing to do with directions. And if I had Google Maps open, why would my phone be up to the side of my face? My mind raced with the possibilities of where he could have come from and how I hadn't heard him approach me until he was three feet away. There's only one place that I can think of. Not in the moment, but looking back. My house is part of a row of houses, and at the far end of the row furthest from my house is a trail. It's not very long, and it just leads around the back of some industrial buildings and the local rubbish tip. But there wasn't so much as the moonlight to light your way down there. He could have easily been in hiding waiting for the next person. It just so happened to be me. So I replied, Um, nope. <laughs> Not lost. I laughed awkwardly, then gestured to my phone, wanting to just get back to my conversation. He bids me goodnight and crosses the road ahead of me, and I watch as he then crosses again and goes and sits down at the bus stop. Now at first, I'm pretty relieved. Okay, he's just catching the bus. Chill out. But then when I realized what bus stop he was at, my heart sank even more. The thing about this stop was that Tesco was its last stop, and it actually would have taken him less time to get there on his bike than it would have if he waited for the bus to even get there. The bus then loops back around and goes down the same road to go along its route back to the town center. There was no reason for him to be stopped there. I didn't know it at the time, but I have autism. So if you're wondering why I didn't just go home, it was because I had already set in my mind to this plan, and nothing was going to stop me from executing those plans. Also, because I'm autistic, I tend to be nonverbal in high anxiety inducing situations. This will be relevant shortly. I got off the phone with my stepmom, and I rang my boyfriend at the time, now X. I was telling him that I was just popping to Tesco, and also what it was I had planned for dinner, and I was just catching up with him. I cycle past this guy on the other side of the road, and I mention to my boyfriend that I think I'm being followed. Well, he tells me I'm not, and that I'm being dramatic. I looked back, and sure enough, he was on his fucking bike. He was gaining speed, so he was cycling alongside me on the other side of the road, and within seconds he was ahead of me. I could not yet breathe a sigh of relief because this man then turns to the right, crosses the road, and then heads back for me. I tell this to my boyfriend who simply thinks that there isn't even another person around. My hands are now sweaty. My mind starts whirling with possibilities. If he just wants to rob me, then great. He can have my money, my phone, whatever. I just didn't want to be hurt. Of course, I've completely clammed up, gone nonverbal, and I'm now a stuttering mess. I'm barely making any sense to my boyfriend who's on the phone. The guy starts talking to me. How old are you? His voice was exactly the same. It was quiet, calm. 19 was all I managed to say. Oh cool, me too. I've just moved to the area. I nodded. I didn't know what else to say. I couldn't say anything. 
He had positioned his bike so that I was unable to get past his with mine. My boyfriend was still on the other end of the phone, growing annoyed because I wasn't talking to him. Was this guy going to stab me? Were his friends going to jump out and grab me? Pull me into their grubby van? Was this a gang initiation? Was he just a maniac? I was freaking out to say the least. I honestly have such a hazy memory of the events from here on out. Where are you heading? He asked as he was now getting closer, but he hadn't gotten off his bike. The shops, I said. This wasn't a lie, but I wanted him to know that I was headed to safety and possibly a security guard. Do you think we can be friends? He asked me. I was stunned, but I didn't want to annoy this guy, obviously. I was saved from answering. My phone started ringing. It was my boyfriend. Somehow we had gotten disconnected. Well, I better head off. I might see you around if you just moved here. I said. I beamed a smile, snapped out of my daze, and simply answered my phone call. By some miracle, he nods and heads off in the direction we've both just come from. I vomit a little, while gathering my composure to grab my handlebars to stop my hands from shaking. What a weird night. I had to listen to my boyfriend believe that I had lied about going to Tesco, and that instead I had gone to see another boy because he had heard me talking to someone with a male voice. He was just as insane as this guy. I did end up breaking up with him a couple of months later. This and so many other things led to it. I eventually did make it to Tesco where I promptly rang my best friend at the time and bawled my eyes out. A quick message from my mom told me the drunk guy leaning against the car had left. He had apparently been picked up by some girls in a Mini Cooper and then whisked away into the night. I made it home, terrified the whole time I was going to encounter this weirdo again. But luckily I didn't. I couldn't help but feel for a long time then the two instances were related, and this was just way too weird for this to not only have happened on the same night, but also within literal seconds of each other. This probably doesn't even seem that scary compared to other stories on this channel, but it sure did scare the shit out of me at the time. It all happened so quickly, possibly 10 minutes, definitely no more than 15. I wanted the ground to swallow me up or someone to just come and save me, but in the end, I was really lucky I wasn't hurt. It didn't stop me from doing my nightly Tesco trips forever though, only a week or two. I'm now 25, and the memory of that night is something that I just don't think I'll ever forget. I remember how I felt at the time, way too strongly to ever put this to the back of my mind forever and it's felt really good to talk about it. I grew up in a small southern Illinois town of a population of about 2,000 or less, where everyone knew everyone. It was a fairly safe town, where I felt comfortable enough to walk the streets at night alone, and I often even hitchhiked to wherever I needed to go as a teen. Because of this, I was very trusting of others, which hadn't really been a problem until I graduated and began working in a nearby city. I worked at a Walmart, and since I had just begun in the electronics section, I got the shift none of the others wanted. That's right, I got the closing shift. Walmart itself didn't close at the time, 
but I would be the last electronics associate to leave, so I was left with the duty of closing down the photo lab and cleaning up the department. Since it was a high theft area, there were supposed to be two of us closing, but more often than not, I was alone. One day I closed the department alone once again. It was late at night, and no one else was in the parking lot aside from the man sitting on the ledge of the store playing a guitar. As I walked past him, I noticed he looked obviously homeless, and I decided I'd stop and listen to him play for a moment, and then give him whatever spare money I had on me. Reaching in my pocket, I remembered my then-boyfriend, now-husband, had taken all the change and small bills out of my wallet and had put them in a change jar. And in fear of being rude with nothing to give him for his talent, I just continued walking to my car. Once my back had been turned to him for about five feet, I had heard the guitar stop playing and get sat down. I peeked behind me, and I then noticed that he was now slowly walking in my direction. I made sure to have my keys ready in my hand, unlocking the door, and getting ready to relock it as soon as I got inside. I walked faster now, and soon, the man was right behind me. Luckily, I reached my car, and I got inside, then locking it. He then wandered around, acting like he was just chasing me moments ago. I thought maybe that I overreacted, and I just went home forgetting all about the man completely. The next day, I come in, and one of my co-workers then asked me, Hey, did you see that man yesterday that was walking around the store with the guitar? I told her that I had seen him outside after work. Well, the next thing I know, she's holding her phone right in front of me, showing me a mugshot of the man. Sometime after my encounter, the police had actually arrested him. He had apparently hitchhiked across America, raping and murdering several women. He was a serial rapist and a murderer, and I would have been his last victim if my husband hadn't put my money in a change jar, and if I hadn't made it to my car in time. Since then, I've learned how to navigate the city, making sure that I only park near cameras, and if I have to walk alone at night, I call someone while I walk. I'm going to be sharing a story that completely changed me. Me and my two friends decided to go outside one evening. I'm going to call my best friend V, and my other friend I'll refer to as Jay. Well, we all decided to start exploring our town. It's really big, and you can easily get lost, but that's not the case in this story. I being the youngest was 14, while my other two friends were 15. We were wandering around the streets having conversations for a while. After what seemed like a while, we eventually got tired and began to walk home. We must have been out there for a while because the sun was just starting to set. We were about a mile and a half away from our street. This is when things started to get weird. We started to cross the main highway and we noticed someone following us. It was a Hispanic male and he looked to be about five foot four. Me and V noticed him instantly, but we couldn't really assume anything because he could just be trying to get across. We then turned down this back street heading the direction of our neighborhood. The street in question was really narrow, and it was a one-way street. There wasn't any sidewalks either, and unless you wanted to walk in someone's yard, you had to walk on the street. 
The street is on a hill too, so it isn't easy to run up it. He also turned on the same street. Now is a good time to say that I'm a boy, and I look exactly like a girl. I have long black hair that I always keep up in a bun. Also, being with two other girls makes no one even look twice at me to realize I'm a boy. Anyways, so the guy continues following us. He went as far as speeding up and then switching the sides of the street to where he was walking in front of us as slow as possible. This had really freaked out V and I, and instantly we started laughing to cope with the fact that this was so fucking weird. My other friend didn't know anything because she had her AirPods in, and she was on her phone walking. We then switched the sides of the street and started speed walking. We then hit the end of the corner, and me and my two friends started walking down the street that V lived on. At this point, he was now behind us on the other side of the street. V and I turned around, and we saw him staring there by the light. He was starting to wave at us. We were now about 15 yards away from him. Immediately, he then started speed walking towards us. It had kind of stunned us for a second, and V started to fake a phone call from her mom. We very obviously started brisk walking down the street. At this point, we were now about 20 houses away from V's house. We then heard the overwhelming sounds of footsteps slamming on the pavement right behind us as if someone was running. V and I didn't even look back. We just started running. I turned behind us to call out to our other friend behind us to also start running because she had no idea what was going on. I then saw the man laughing while he was running after us. We eventually finally got to V's right in front of her house, only to look back and not see him anymore. We all just stood on our porch kind of just laughing about everything that happened, only to then see the man walking down the street as he had returned. I then felt my stomach drop, and then we all went inside to tell her mother. Her mother came out, and the man was just standing under the streetlight right across the street. Her mom then started yelling at him, asking why the hell he was following her children. He didn't say anything back in return, and he actually had the audacity to lean on someone's gate. This is when we all realized that this man had intentions of truly following us, but as for his plans, I don't know. He continued walking down the street a little bit more and just stood there. V's mom continued to yell at him. At this point, V ran inside and she also got her stepdad to come out. Once her stepdad came outside, he then instantly walked down the street, all while me and V then yelled at him. Jay and I eventually got a ride home from V's stepdad. No one ended up calling the police though. Yeah. I still can't believe it. We eventually got on FaceTime together, just talking about everything that happened, and we were all still very much in shock. V's mom made a Facebook post about it, but nothing else really happened. I still to this day think it's so fucked up that no one suggested calling the police, but I'm just glad none of us got hurt. I don't know where that man is or what his plans were, but I really hope we don't see him again. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay